before we get started here, like you've seen the '80s Walking Dead intro, right? Oh yes, absolutely. Oh god, that's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Same time that came out was, uh, mm-hmm. it might be the same guy that did the Game of Thrones one too. Oh yeah, yep. Those are all funny. Those are oh, all yeah. great. Oh, yeah, they always have the the VHS like blip, you know, yep. that occurs. <laughs> yeah, those are great. Mm-hmm. This what the, uh, was it a cigarette burn? Is what they call it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, the '80s were so much fun, weren't they? Great time. Just the '80s and '90s were this perfect time of safety, but not like overly concerned safety, where you could still kind of just do stupid shit and get away with it. And it was like, yeah, kids are gonna break their limbs. It happens, but yeah. we we can do minimal things to keep their limbs from breaking. So you got to have a lot of dumb fun. Yeah, you know, what? somebody should cover the '80s, '90s, and 2000s to bring focus back to the yeah. the properties that you know that we really enjoyed. Before they're forgotten. Yeah, it'd be fun if someone would do that once or twice. Yeah. Meh. Uh, maybe that, that's for another podcast. Yeah, but you know what? This week, we're celebrating The Walking Dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fresh off the heels of our interview with Lou Temple, who played Axel in season three of the hit show. Mm-hmm. And uh, in, in celebration, we figured, why don't we go with something Walking Dead related? That was just as popular as the mm-hmm. show um, that I know a lot of people have played, which is the Telltale Games Walking Dead series. I mean, Joe, how how, how much of it have you played? Admittedly, uh, zero. I have Ooh. not played. I've not played. Yeah, I, I, I have of like Telltale. I've I've done uh, uh, Borderlands and uh, Batman. That's all I've done for Telltale. Oh, but right. I've loved both of them. Right. I own. I think all I think yeah both of the Batman um seasons I have both of those and they're both really good. But yeah, no, I have not touched The Walking Dead. Oh man, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, this is uh just like a lot of these these shows have gone in the past. Sometimes this happens where even though there's like these pop culture icons, sometimes you consume a lot of it, sometimes I consume a lot of it and and mm-hmm. I mean, so this is actually fine because uh, th- this is a series that has been so popular. One Game of the Year awards, and it's available on mobile. You can even play this game on your cell phone, Joe. You can get caught up pretty damn quick. If oh you want. no, shit! Yeah. So what we'll do with this? Because I don't want to spoil the whole thing. I think it. I think you'd have a lot of fun uh, playing this series. But the the Walking Dead series by Telltale Games uh, was. For one, over the, the, like Robert Kirk, or, uh, yeah, Robert Kirkman oversaw the production of the game, so that the feel, the vibe, the emotional weight, all of that uh, was brought to the series. And so the uh, what's cool is that you end up having a mix of original characters mm-hmm. and characters who also show up. Ah. in the comics and in in the tv show ah so very borderlands like then where you've got your vault hunters show up like is it like that where like because like the vault hunters just kind of like pop in to parts of the story but it mostly focuses on the uh the original cast they made for it yeah yeah uh and so they they call them seasons so in season one of the walking dead um it it starts off actually very much like how the the show starts off mm-hmm. um there's an outbreak and um, so in the first season, you actually play a character named Lee Everett, and he's a professor who there's a little bit of a murky past of his because he's actually in a cop car 
being taken to a correctional facility. Oh, uh, driving away from Atlanta. Oh, <laughs> so well. Yeah, this isn't giving anything away. You find this out pretty early on, but you find out that Lee's wife actually slept with a politician. And Lee, in a fit of rage, crime of passion, uh, he kills the, the, the politician. Oh, well, I mean, I think that's a crime of passion that many people would not be too horrified by fucking politicians. Well, most people overlook it you know you, 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 you drop it in conversation and people are just kind of like like the kombuka girl they're like like ooh, ooh. no that's fine that's fine yep, we're, yep we're that's good. fine yep yeah and, i mean you know, I, I assume yeah. most politicians are luring um journalists down to uh subway stations at nine o'clock at night anyway so i mean that's it's fine like it's I, i'm not too saddened by this this fictional politician <laughs> being killed yeah and honestly um Nobody else really is either throughout the, throughout the game, <laughs> uh, except for like one or two characters, mm -hmm. which um, we'll talk a little bit about that. But so and, and Lee Everett, of course, uh, as they're getting out of Atlanta. So, I mean, literally, Joe, they're driving down the highway that Rick ends up riding the horse into later on. Oh, OK. Um, so same road. But as they're as they're trying to leave, um, you and this this uh, police officer are talking back and forth and a walker ends up in the middle of the road um some things happen unfortunately you go off the road and mm -hmm. crash and then lee has to navigate his way through you know atlanta after that on his own well you've probably seen a picture of a little girl named clementine i'm get i mean even if it's not familiar to you right away joe mm -hmm. she has been plastered all over game media you know, top 10 lists. Um, Clementine is the, is this little girl. Uh, I think she's like eight years old in the first game, maybe seven years old. Mm -hmm. I can't remember. Um, but her parents leave her behind with a babysitter and they head off to um, like a, a weekend getaway. And Lee and Clementine cross paths. And uh, unfortunately her babysitter, Joe, this is all, all very quick. Like this is, this is not really spoiler territory. Oh, okay. Uh, unfortunately, the the babysitter she doesn't make it, and oh. uh, yeah, she passes away quite early. So Lee and Clementine are left to figure each other out and explore the zombie apocalypse together. Um, now, I would say, Joe, the reason why we even had things like the Batman series, the Tales from the Borderlands, um, the, the I think the reason why we even have those games is because of how well received and how brilliantly made. The Walking Dead series was by Telltale. Um, the the games themselves, you know the format, but for those that don't listening at home, mm -hmm. oftentimes you're given dialogue options and choices that you have to make, and the game is tailored to those decisions. You know, some of the decisions are, you know, it's just a unique dialogue option. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, other times, Others, yeah, they yeah. they <laughs> fundamentally change the game yeah. and what the outcome is going to be at the end of the story. And as such, Joe, in a zombie apocalypse, some choices do alter the entirety of the game. Mm -hmm. um, and so for a lot of people who hadn't played any Telltale games before, this one was the one that kind of put them on the map. And it was because of some of these gut-wrenching decisions and things that you had to do in The Walking Dead. That's what won at the Game of the Year Award editions because um, some of these decisions had a tremendous emotional weight attached to them. 
Um, and I, I think that's a strength of Robert Kirkman overseeing some of this, but just the, the amount of care that went into this game. I know we've mentioned that a couple times in other video games that we've, you know, gone through and talked about the development history of this one is, is definitely up there because a lot of times the choices that you do have to make, you don't want to make. And, um, one of the, the strongest points of this series and especially the first game is the relationship between Clementine and Lee and the party that you, you interact with and explore with. So, um, you know, I, I think when, um, when I look back at the Walking Dead video game series, what originally was uh, kind of tough for most of us playing it back then, I mean, you're familiar with the release schedule of Walking or of, uh, oh, Telltale yeah. Games. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's some space between one chapter and the next. Yes. <laughs> yeah, back in 2012, when I hadn't played anything outside of uh, their Monkey Island series. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, this was back when uh, they hadn't quite hammered out the release schedule, and so, I mean, it was it was a lot longer than some of their other releases. So, by the time that I was playing like an, another episode, it was like I had to get caught up on like the gut punches and what I remembered from the last one. Mm -hmm. And, but um, I, I would say one of the, the the funniest things and one of the coolest things about the Telltale games, especially Walking Dead, is that once you make these decisions, you, were, you remember in other games when you make decisions, they tell you how you fared versus what other people did. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when I uh, first saw that, playing that in 2012, you know, some of the decisions I made validated, but then I would see some decisions that I made where like you and two percent of players made that decision, <laughs> and you're just waiting for the next one to say this makes you a bad person. <laughs> yeah. you, you need to feel bad yeah, about what you did, you do, and seek immediate psychiatric help. <laughs> well, okay, so there are so many twists and turns in this game, and I don't want to blow it for you. Mm -hmm. Seriously, I don't because I, I I know sometimes we haphazardly drive head on into spoilers. I mean, Joe, I would this we might as well just name this episode. Mark tries to sell <laughs> Joe on The Walking Dead by Telltale. <laughs> <laughs> um, because season one is easily one of the best experiences you're going to have mm -hmm. in a Telltale format, and I've played every game they've made since The Walking Dead. I own every game. I played every game. This was the one where I felt probably the strongest emotional pull. And at this point, we shall also probably say that Telltale Games is not a sponsor of the Digital Section podcast, even though Mark has all their games. Not a sponsor. They're not also sponsor. defunct, but yep. they're trying to rebrand and come back. So there's mm -hmm. they got that going for them. Um, but I'm not alone in this, Joe. There's a lot of people that played this first game, and they're just a puddle. I mean, they're they're just they're, some of the things that occur. Um, you wish you can take back, and for me, this isn't just me, I guess. But a lot of people who play this game wanted to go back and go, okay, well, how can I keep this character alive? How can I keep this character alive? You know, how can I change this? Uh, because <laughs> at the at the end of the last episode, mm -hmm. you know, you see who you brought with you, and. When I saw it the first time, I was in one of the windows where I only had like two people and I was a pretty high percentage of players. So 
honestly, I never even thought about it that um, even though I made decisions that I thought would help people stay with me, <laughs> um, I missed some very small details. Mm -hmm. And so when I bought the the definitive edition of The Walking Dead, I explored a little bit more than I did the first time, like just talking to people when I thought it was a throwaway scene or something. And it fundamentally changed how things played out at the end of the, the episodes. So for those that played the walking dead telltale got through it and said, okay, I don't, I'm, I don't replay games very much. So if you're like me, you don't replay things to enjoy them. Well, I replayed this game probably four or five, maybe even six times now. And on this sixth playthrough, I finally got a different result than I had gotten on all the previous ones. So Ooh. just to tell you about that. Mm -hmm. um, so outside of the relationship between Lee and Clementine, though, like the, the core of season one, the rest of the, the seasons of The Walking Dead uh, focus on Clementine or a group that's working with Clementine. So you have a really, really strong foundation built, but then you also get to grow up with Clementine and, yeah. and see how she survives and mm -hmm. how she, you know, she learns lessons in each season. Um, <laughs> and so you, you basically mold w what she ends up becoming, uh, throughout. And, you know, there's a lot of dash time for this game in front of you. If you do decide <laughs> to play them, Mm -hmm. um, well, as, as any telltale game because like you can't play through a telltale game once you can't yeah. hell you can't play through it twice you've got to play through it at least four times to really yeah. really kind of get a good enjoyment of all the possible of of a chunk of the possibilities that the game has for you yeah yeah <laughs> i'm just thinking i'm the washer <laughs> we're going to explore infinite possibilities <laughs> but it's true you're you're mm -hmm. you're dead on man uh so one of my one of my favorite uh experiences in the walking dead actually came mm -hmm. in season two and i don't want to give away uh the plot once again mm -hmm. um but season two was one of the the episodes where like the first time i played it i decided i wanted to be like the uh the good all the good decisions right mm -hmm. and i ended up playing it that way uh the first two times i did it and then when i got to the definitive edition like i was like going, okay let me be a little more dickish you know maybe clementine's <laughs> got a, a chip on her shoulder this time mm -hmm. and so i did i played it differently um and yeah there were certain things that happened that i had no clue could possibly happen Mm -hmm. and uh so yeah i mean it, it just kind of speaks to uh the amount of effort they put in to craft these experiences and uh, i would say in season two it's it's a little bit more uh a little more bluntly done because mm -hmm. in in season one you know maybe if you make a decision this character does this instead and and another character dies mm -hmm. in season two it's like okay you make this decision you don't even go into this building now. You come over here and you do this now. So for me to have made those different decisions, I hadn't played season two in probably, you know, two years, three years. Okay. So when I came back to it and did did just these little small choices, I was playing a totally different game. And and so it just kind of speaks to 
you know, what the, what they did, you know, entry to entry here. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we talk about how the walking dead feels like a, you know, an interconnected universe, right? Like in the mm-hmm. TV show and all that. Well, the video game experience is, is just like that too. Like there are characters that might appear in one season. They might show up in, you know, two seasons down the line mm-hmm. and your decisions impact whether or not those things do happen or yeah. if they're, if they're good reunions or if they're not. Um, mm-hmm. But I, one of the things I will say about the games that I fell in love with immediately mm-hmm. was the cell shaded art. Yep. The artwork in those telltale games is just beautiful. Yeah. Oh, they're mm-hmm. gorgeous. They're gorgeous. And the walking dead kind of kickstarted that, you know, that, that vision. I mean, when, mm-hmm. when they did borderlands, it was like, this is a no brainer. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the walking dead, mm-hmm. they, they romanticized that, uh, that art style for them. Mm-hmm. And it would carry over into, uh, the wolf among us. Um, you know, the, uh, obviously not the Minecraft games cause <laughs> <laughs> no Minecraft has to be Minecraft. It can't be yeah. self-shaded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Minecraft isn't going to be a dark, uh, comic book based experience, <laughs> but, but they did a really good job with that. And, and so, um, I, I felt like they paid homage to the comics and they did that really well. They didn't try to do too much with it. Um, cause you do meet Glenn, like Glenn shows up in season one and you, Good yeah, old you, Glenn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you join forces with him for a little bit. Uh, Herschel is also in uh, yeah. in season one. You get to see the mm-hmm. farm before before some unfortunate events happen. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, you meet Herschel. I mean, uh, and and then they they manage to shift into different territories throughout the rest of the series because mm-hmm. you know you're you're there at the beginning of the apocalypse, and then as you go through each season you're just going to go a few more years into the future each time. So that's what I actually preferred to do uh, was to see how society changed, you know, as you grow up with Clementine Mm -hmm. and, and they did some fun things with it. Um, And once again, the reunions are always, you know, you're always (laughs) raising your eyebrows going, Holy shit. shit. Mm -hmm. So, if you haven't played it yet, not just for Joe, if you haven't played the walking dead telltale and you're sitting here going, Mm -hmm. yeah, I've seen the game of the year awards and you know, everybody's wanting me to play it. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I I say, take a chance. I really take a chance on it. I know that telltale games feel like interactive movies, but, um, but I, I would look past that for the walking dead. Mm -hmm. If you're a fan, absolutely. (laughs) Uh, A couple things then this one on one, uh next year spooky season rolls back around for season two of the podcast uh we need need to talk some train to busan because oh Oh. my god that is to date my favorite zombie movie ever made and and if not for the zombies and the and this the phenomenal story that actually tells you need to watch for ma dung suck alone also he also goes by don lee he's the prize fighter that they yeah, yeah. too. Yeah, oh yeah. my god, his character is so great in that movie, and the actor is so good at playing him. So, oh yeah. Can, can I tell you a, a true story about Train to Busan? Yes. First time I watched that movie, uh, for one, my wife hates fast zombies. Oh yeah, they're terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So she's like gripping the pillow and like nervous crying while we're watching it. Mm-hmm. But as we're watching it. 
what would we hear but tornado sirens? Oh, no. <laughs> so we're already kind of both on edge. I, I'm enjoying it, but I'm also kind of scared. I just don't want to admit it yet. Yep. And, uh, and, and so the movie's creeping me the fuck out. Mm-hmm. The siren goes off. So we're sitting down here. And, and you know my basement at my house. Like it's, Oh, yeah. There's a back room. You hang out back there, and it's mm-hmm. cold. It's, you know, you, you get the cat litter box and everything. Well, yep. <laughs> we got the cats. The cats are back there with us. The sirens are going off. We're sitting back there just like going, <laughs> what do we do? And, and I'm like, well, I could turn Train to Busan back on. <laughs> That'll make everything better. <laughs> yeah, oh, we watched God. the rest of it during a tornado. And... Mm-hmm. I uh, want to recommend you not to do that. Don't do that. D- don't don't watch Train to Busan in your utility room at night during a tornado siren because god damn it was it much more scarier than oh, it yeah. ever needed to be. Make it way worse. But definitely check out Train to Busan because we'll be talking about it season two. Other thing to end this on is because I know that I would have to say the CDC has planned for it. And I think pretty much every, at least like every other or if at most like every like three people one or three people has planned for what to do in the zombie apocalypse when and if it does happen so mark do you have a zombie apocalypse plan i absolutely do now the reasoning for why i have it is because back in what's like 2001 it might have been 99 i can't remember one of the things i always used to do moving around because i was that fucked up kid i was in the army we you know i had plenty of time to think about these things um, long before like World War Z or the mm-hmm. zombie survival guide, before that stuff, I was always thinking about what do I do? Where do I go? Mm-hmm. And so my plans were varied at first, but then I, of course, they got better over time. I told myself if I was going to be near my hometown in Wisconsin, mm-hmm. we have a family cabin that's in a secluded area. There's a bridge where you can fish off of. There's deer in the fall. You know, mm-hmm. there's plenty of of ways you can survive out of that family cabin, and you're you're nowhere near society. Yeah. So I said, if you're if I'm in that area, I'm heading to the family cabin, and we're hanging out mm-hmm. there because we can defend it. I mean, hell, the windows even have bars on them because we've oh, tried perfect. to keep people from robbing it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that was one plan. But before that all happened, my plan was go to a Home Depot. Try to secure that place because oh, you yeah. could always, you could shut the doors, you could reinforce the doors, mm-hmm. and you've got rafters that you can climb up into so that way they can't sneak up on you. There we go. You can create bedding, you know, uh, mm-hmm. and and you're, you can be, you could truly be safe in a Home Depot. And and so that was my thought process. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think it's a little bit better than like the whole mall idea because oh yeah, mall's terrible. Yeah, malls are just there's just too much going on. But in a mm-hmm. Home Depot, you can I think you can manage that a little bit better. And should they get into the building and you're in the rafters already, it's not like the rafters are so far apart that you can't jump from one to the next. No. So yes, that was my plan. Either go to the family cabin or head on over to a Home Depot uh, or like a Gander Mountain, whatever there's rafters that's where i'm headed there you go smart move what about you um well also i have plans for this i do have two go bags made um in the event of a zombie apocalypse which also it turns out they'll just work great in an emergency anyway so i have one in my car um <laughs> but the plan is to actually wait out the initial zombie fear in my town because I, I thankfully live in a 
non-huge like metropolitan area. I live in a pretty uh, fair sized town. So my plan was to siphon the gas out of my own vehicle. So that way it can't be touched. Okay. And then I were, would go to the top floor of my house, barricade the bottom floor. And the top floor can also be separated basically from, from the lower level. So even barricade off the lower level. And in the event that something gets in the lower level, I'm still going to be safe in the top. Wait for the most of the initial panic to be gone. My car can't really be taken because there's no gas in it. And no one, no one's going to look for a gasless vehicle to start using in a zombie apocalypse. They're going to try and gas up their own by siphoning other vehicles. So when you wait for the initial crowd to like vacate and leave, if I don't want to stay in suburbia, which I definitely don't want to, I could then take the fuel I siphoned out of my own car, gas the car up, and then get the fuck out when most of the panic is left. And I just have I have zombies to deal with and not like humans cluttering everything up. And if that plan doesn't work because now the highways are cluttered, at least I've waited for most of the panic to go and I can more quietly get my way out of the town and make my way either someplace to like, again, like my, where my family lives because we live in a small town mm -hmm. and in the small town, our nearest neighbor is like a quarter mile or so away. Pretty safe there where I could like go to the family home and live there. And again, uh, plenty of deer hanging out in that area. True. So you could hunt there. Yeah, they're a nuisance animal out, out in these parts. Oh, yeah. absolutely. I mean, uh, in the state of Wisconsin, white-tailed deer are overpopulated, actually, and they are an issue. But anyway, I digress. The family home is plenty, plenty fine in a zombie apocalypse. But, and um, if zombie movies have taught me anything, honestly, hunkering down usually always ends up poorly. So it's just taking supplies, staying low, and just keep moving until I can't move anymore. See, and, that, and that's that's where I get a little concerned because I have thought about this for quite a long time. Mm -hmm. Most gasoline only lasts about three to six months. Yep. So if if things did go to shit, you need a solution that has nothing to do with, with cars, trucks, yep. anything like that. Mm -hmm. So the other thought process that I had, um, you know, was to invest in a decent bike at one point. And... Mm -hmm. Even then, there's a lot of risks involved yeah. to, to a bicycle. Um, so that, that's why my thought process always was, okay, let's try to think of a solution that you could craft no matter what town you're in, mm -hmm. no matter, you know, no matter which way you're traveling, you know, and that's why the retail option was always attractive to me. Retail is good. Yeah. Yeah. Because that you can because you can climb up into something. Oh yeah. And, and at least at least stay away from Mm -hmm. you know, from things that trying to kill you for so long. Yep. Agreed. Um, but yeah, that's, that is definitely an exercise. I think we should explore next year, <laughs> uh, see if our, our thoughts have changed, but maybe by that time too, you will have played the walking dead by telltale because mm -hmm. seriously, folks, if you haven't played this game yet, if you haven't played the series super cheap, uh, when I say cheap, like well-made, not cheap in that sense, but like it's, it's very <laughs> it's affordable. affordable. Yeah, very affordable. Oh, and I didn't even mention this. There's even um, like a, another game they made in the same vein that focuses on Michonne. And, oh, okay. And, and what Michonne did too, uh, you know, pre pre apocalypse and and into mm -hmm. the days before she ran into uh, Rick's group. So, I mean, 
there's a lot of weaving that goes on. So yeah, definitely explore it if you haven't. And maybe we should even live play it one Ooh. of these days, Joe. Yeah, that'd be fun. Get into the live play scene. Get start going on Twitch. Yeah. Start getting that affiliate money. Yeah. 